Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and in Rick and Morty Season 4 Episode 2, stealing a shy pooper's crapper is enough to make you the king of shit. But if we were to dive a deeper layer into this potty humor, what is the real reason Rick is so sad at the end of this episode? Well, here to help you make mountains out of turds is Rick Explained, our Rick and Morty after show with hot takes about the hidden dark meanings of each episode that are definitely there, intended by the writers, not externally applied by over-analytical fanboys, just only perceptible if your IQ is high enough. Be sure to subscribe to our Rick Explained podcast feed which broke into the top 40 of film and tv podcasts last week guys so let's get in the top 10 baby later this episode i'm going to sit down with some insiders from the show to discuss this episode but first we got to talk about what i think is a deep dark truth that this episode is hiding i think season four episode two the old man in the seat tells us the truth about one of the longest running mysteries of the series what happened to rick's ex-wife beth's mother diane now the episode's title is the old man in the seat reference to ernest hemingway's the old man in the sea about an elderly fisherman dog battling a huge marlin. Similarly, old man Rick battles with Tony, a stranger who used his private toilet. Like the marlin of Hemingway's novel, Tony defiantly pushes back until an odd mutual respect forms between the two. Now there are some obvious thematic parallels of companionship versus isolation when it comes to Rick and Tony, but two moments of this episode stood out to me when Rick oddly hesitates. First is when Tony reveals that his wife recently died. Can I look at a photo of my wife while you kill me? Sure, but I'm doing her a favor. She either has terrible taste or she's trapped in a marriage to a toilet thief. She's dead. I don't mind joining her. Life has been hollow since I lost her. Rick then opens a portal to an alternate reality in which Tony's wife survived, yet that Tony still stole Rick's toilet. And so Rick angrily snaps at Tony. Don't use your dead wife as an excuse. Later, Tony ignores Rick's threat and uses the toilet again, telling Rick that the two of them are the same. You need someone to give you permission to live. You know what shy pooping is, Rick. It's a pointless bid for control. You want to take the one part of life that you truly think is yours and you want to protect it from a universe that takes whatever it wants. It took my wife. It clearly took something from you. Again, Rick has a reaction to Tony's words. This time, Tony's implication that the universe took something from Rick. This, combined with Rick's anger at Tony using a dead wife as an excuse, suggests to me that Rick, like Tony, had something really dark go down with his wife, Diane. Now, the only time the series has shown us any version of Diane, it was in a false memory that Rick used to screw over the Federation in the season three premiere. If you remember in that fake scenario, a bomb from another dimension killed Diane and Beth, so Rick invents the portal gun to move to a new reality to live with them. But again, it's all a lie. But you can alter anything you want about a totally fabricated origin story. But there have been other references to Rick's wife, if you've been watching closely. At the end of the autoerotic assimilation episode, Beth says, And I know I sound like mom, but I can't sacrifice this whole family safety just because I'm afraid you'll leave again. That episode ends pretty similarly to this one. Rick, alone, depressed, camera pulling away from him as he cries. And one of the few other times that Rick gets this emotional was in the close Rick counters of the Rick Kind episode, in which Evil Rick, well, it was actually Evil Morty via remote, pulls up a few positive memories in Rick's mind. Among them are him making love with a blonde woman whose face turns into an alien mouth. Now, other memories of Morty as a baby come up and Rick tears up, which Evil Rick slash Evil Morty Morty calls out as super out of character for Rick. If there's any truth in the universe, it's that Ricks don't care about Mortys. Yeah, he's right. I think Rick was not crying at the memory of baby Morty. He's crying at the memory of this woman who I think is his wife. So what happened to Diane? I believe Rick's obsession with science eroded his capacity for love. Rick has even admitted this in the Rick Potion number nine episode. What people call love is just a chemical reaction that compels animals to breed. It hits hard, Morty, then it slowly fades, leaving you stranded in a failing marriage. 
I did it. Your parents are gonna do it. Break the cycle, Morty. Rise above. Focus on science. So of course, Rick's marriage failed, but how exactly? Well, there was one more moment in this episode that caught my eye, when Rick projects Tony in his own toilet heaven after he rips open a bag of fluid in which Rick is doing this to several other people. All of these people are living their wildest, meaningless dreams and leaving me out of them. People you refuse to kill and refuse to let into your life. The woman in the bag behind Rick has blonde hair, pretty similar to Beth's, and pretty similar to the woman in Rick's memory. I think that could be Rick's wife, bagged up, suspended in a perpetual heavenly state. Perhaps in the past, Diane got so fed up with Rick's pursuits that she began to sabotage his work to keep him home. Maybe, as his memory implied, his work caused some freak mutation to take over his wife. In either case, he would probably be unable to kill her, but love her enough to allow her to live in a heaven of her own design. Now, again, we could just interpret this episode as a potty humor take on the old man in the sea. But I will remind you that the protagonist of that story, Santiago, is an old man who, only in fleeting moments, is described as a married man. I'm gonna do my best Hemingway here. He no longer dreamed of storms, nor of women, nor of great occurrences, nor of great fish, nor fights, nor contests of strength, nor of his wife. Yeah, his wife, do you think she'd get mentioned a few more times in this? He only dreamed of places now and of the lions on the beach. The lions on the beach foreshadows the final line of this book in which the old man's long sleep begins. The fate of the old man's wife is a mystery. Maybe she's dead, or maybe she left him after his obsessive pursuit of a great catch on the sea. Either way, both sound a lot like Rick's lonely isolation. But hey, that's just my explanation of this episode. Might be bullshit, but it's fun to think about, right? No? You're a Rick and Morty fan who wants to be fed imagination and not play along with it yourself? Hey, whatever your thoughts are, stick around because we're gonna dive deeper into this toilet episode with Rick and Morty insiders after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode of Rick Explained is brought to you by Helix Sleep. After a long night of analyzing every single one of Rick's pieces of excrement, you kinda need a good night's sleep, right? Well, to do that, just go to helixsleep.com slash Explained. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, whether you're a side sleep sleeper, hot sleeper, like a plush or firm bed? With Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. Helix Sleep was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash ricksplained. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep dot com slash Ricksplained for up to $200 off. Support for Ricksplained also comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. I get why Santa Claus lives as far away from his South Pole as possible. Because you know, a fellow that furry's got to worry about snagging some skin. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't Old Saint Nick or Old Saint snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver to keep your balls from sweating, smelling, or sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RICKSPLAINED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code RICKSPLAINED. 
Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. And we're back to discuss Rick and Morty's season four, episode two, The Old Man in the Seat. And we freaking loved last week's uh, chat. So we have our friends back to the show. Uh, Rick and Morty writer Abed Gaith. Thank you for coming do? back. Uh, and a friend of the show, comedian, super fan of Rick and Morty, and extroverted pooper, yeah. Tommy Bechtel. No shyness here. <laughs> and I'm wearing a new shirt. <laughs> Uh, finally, we were able to get you to do it. Yeah. Change yeah. shirts for once. Milestone. Um, well, let's dive right into this shit, because, Abed, you um, you were saying when we were watching back the episode that, like, Rick's whole shy pooper routine might be, like, connected to something behind the scenes of the show. Oh, uh, just Dan because, Arnold? yeah, because I think Dan is a shy pooper because of all of his uh, Instagram and Twitter stuff that he seems to be, like, he, he'll be on the toilet. Oh, so he's, you know, like, you know, he's on the toilet. When yeah, he's he'll posting this he'll stuff. do that stuff, and he, while well, he's posting, and I think it's a way to like deal with his shyness there, you know. And I, I just I don't know. I mean, we're all shy when it comes to pooping. Yeah. I mean, I I am. I mean, I don't like to tell people if I'm going to do that. I just leave. Yeah, I, I make it yeah, an event, right? Event. Like I have people. I let them know. I go like. About 4 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> I get alerts on my phone. When well, you're if gone. you want push notifications, if you want to take down intimidation of someone, imagine them on the toilet. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it's... the new imagine the audience in their underwear. It's just imagine everyone who scares you on the toilet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I get it. You know, like you can call this episode just like poop humor, but like that like connects to me on a deep dark core because yeah, when I'm using the bathroom, I wanted to be on a far remote side of the office. I don't want anyone else to know about it. I wanted to be like clean and just my own little like. Like, if I had a million dollars, I could live in a shitty apartment, but I just want that bathroom to be like oh, an yeah. oasis, like a grotto. Yeah, to be made out of gold. Yes. <laughs> you spend all your money just on the toilet. Well, are, are your opinions of places elevated by their bathrooms or, or, or de-elevated, de-escalated? What was the right word? Whatever means less. Uh, like, if a place has a really nice bathroom, it could be the worst place. Like, a restaurant could be a terrible restaurant, but if they have a really clean, shiny crisp bathroom yeah. i'm like this place is great five stars <laughs> yeah food poisoning was actually pleasant because i had a bathroom to go into right away yeah it's so. got like an ocean feel to it like yeah. everything's shell designed yeah. Yeah, exactly. and there's just like birds that they have the salt and... soaps that really scrub your hands clean they have yeah. the three seashells instead of toilet paper exactly. yeah. <laughs> i like that you guys know what i'm talking about yeah. we all have had this like same dream for what we want our bathroom experience to be so like i i think this is an episode that you could write off, and I think people who don't watch or like Rick and Morty are like, oh, it's like just shit humor. Mm -hmm. It's like that kind of humor. But like, no, I think, you know, off-screen producer Zach was saying when we were chatting about this episode that you can do a dumb concept really smart, or you can do a smart concept really dumb. And I think this is an example of the, of the former of like what seems just like a dumb topic, but like they do it in a really smart human way. Like, I mean, how does Rick and Morty, how is it able to transcend that... Uh, the just kind of lowbrow humor, but do it in this smart. Well, in a way, because if you think about it, they never had Danny Tanner going off to take a shit. <laughs> they never had Steve Urkel. And it's like, <laughs> if, if they did, um, they would make it really stupid. But in this, when you're imagining Rick doing it, it's a very interesting, like, parallel into it uh, like there's a big story there yeah and that's probably that's pretty amazing yeah like, there's that whole thing in like Hitchcock's Psycho where it was the first movie to show a toilet on screen and it blew everyone's minds and, because up until <laughs> the point that? sitcoms and movies they never showed the inside of a bathroom yeah they yeah. just pretended like no one poops right. is, is that really true about Psycho I feel like I've heard that somewhere yeah. I mean I could see back yeah. then people running out of the theaters like vomiting yeah you know, when they see a toilet like that's 
Yeah. Worse than the shower scene. They yeah. ran home and went into their bathrooms and they opened the door and they're like, we have one too. There's one in our house. <laughs> We've never known what it was for. Hitchcock is everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, he does that too. <laughs> Stars, I, they're just like us, aren't they? They are. I do love that, like, yeah, imagining what would Rick's ideal bathroom be if he is a shy pooper. And even if you weren't a shy pooper, if you had the ability to build a world uh, just for a toilet, like... Yeah, this it's it's interesting to see the design of this world. Like it seems like uh, a Pandora, like some kind of like ideal um, heaven. Like that's his heaven where he where he goes into the bag and he takes a globofin. That's where he goes. Is just being able to yeah. shit on a toilet yes. and in the stream. Drugs and toilets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now. I'll say that this episode reminded me a lot of Pickle Rick, where it seems like this kind of like just dumb idea that's just a throwaway thing, but it ends with this profound, wise uh, voice actor who lectures Rick on his own depression, and it ends in kind of this dark place. Yeah. Do you think Rick will ever get better? Like, is he on a trajectory toward well, mental health? Well, I hope not for the show's sake. Yeah. Because I think it's more interesting that he's f***ed up. I mean, I hate to say that, but that is the kicker of this episode, is yeah. seeing Rick at his worst, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know if he can get better. Yeah. I think he's got, a sense, like, a serious problem. He definitely has. Uh, does the show exist if he gets better? Because doesn't it just become something, like, the more, the most, ple like, the happiest he I've ever seen him on the show was him wading through the weeds to get to the toilet. Yeah. Like, the, the way he was drawn, <laughs> the way he was animated, he looked so content and so, like, like, he wasn't... This is like a brilliant genius we've established in this show whose mind is thinking about a million things every second. And he was so singularly focused on just going to the bathroom and he was like at ease. It was like the most relaxed he's ever I've ever seen him animated on that show. So it's interesting to think like you get that in a snippet and then he reverts back to the Rick sure. that we know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You get a moment of clarity right. and, and sweetness. Right. and But then it's just muddled in all this dark. I mean, it's sort of like if, if well, when Tony and Angela got together, oh, the yeah. show was over. Mm -hmm. right. You were yeah. like, ah, oh, there's nothing to fight for now. Right. Yeah. Or moonlighting. You know, when they got married, you're like, ah, oh, where's the fun now? Yeah. So it'd be like if Rick just became happy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's fat. That's like a good point. This planet is his one sanctuary this is like the one time we see him where it's like oh this can just be rick in a zenful state and then by the end of the episode that's taken from him too and his way of like getting back revenge against his toilet thief is with this like mockery of his like isolation and loneliness right. yeah for most people it would be like in winnie the pooh where his thinking spot is um, yeah, yeah you know for most people but in rick's twisted mind it's where he shits right <laughs> it's his fortress of solitude there you go and that's you a know better Superman example man was Shitting all over the fortress of solitude. Oh, that's yeah, Comics pretty much. Comics are never gonna tell you that, <laughs> right? Right. My fan art will. So. I mean, Superman must have giant, horrible shits oh that are God. like <laughs> destroying every toilet. Oh. Uh, you know, like. I wonder if he can create stomach lasers to just mash it up, <laughs> yeah, just vaporize it, so there's no evidence. We're I'm not eating victim. today. No, I know you and I talked. Abed and I talked like we're very squeamish. And this episode should have repulsed us. Mm -hmm. Like, I normally can't handle this type of humor at all. But it was, like we said, handled in such an intelligent way. And there were such moments of compassion and weird conne human connection that I was, and human and alien connection that I was able to kind of almost forget what the main gimmick of the episode was yeah. and just enjoy the jokes and the performances. So, I mean, that's, I can't think of a higher compliment to say like I yeah, wasn't grossed yeah. out by what should have been the grossest episode of the show. Me too. I can't handle that stuff. I'll get like I'll start to gag. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I'll never watch Solo. Right. Sallow? 
You guys know that movie? Uh -uh. All right, well, you, it's better you don't. <laughs> We're just going to cut that out. <laughs> no, it's a good movie, but I'll never watch it. <laughs> How do you know if it's a good movie, then? Well, it's Pier Paolo Pasolini, but it's like there's a scene in it, like Pink Flamingos, like that kind of oh, scene. Oh, okay. God. Yeah, yeah. There, that, that was what you guys understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. We'll never watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, caught my eye in, in the first part of this episode I talked about was the idea that, like, it's the fact that Tony, the toilet thief, is a widower. He has a dead wife that gives Rick a point of pause and hesitation and kind of sees a connection with him. Because one of the longest-running mysteries on the show is we don't know what's the deal with Rick's wife. Is, is she dead? Is he a widower, too? Is it just his ex-wife and they're estranged or divorced? Rick has mentioned in past episodes how his marriage failed and didn't work out. But I, you know, I had the theory that like this is really about him and dealing with his ex-wife. Do you think that there might be something here with like his home planet and it being connected to his ex-wife, Diane. You're asking me. Yeah. I, uh, well, I, th I said this earlier. I have this theory, because you brought that up, which I totally forgot that they sort of, they hint at it before, mm -hmm. that maybe this planet is, like, where they spent their honeymoon. Ooh, because, yeah. like, when, you know, she died, this is all he has left of her. Sure, yeah. So it's like, to him, that's a special place. Yeah. And it's so close to his heart that he has to take a shit there. Yeah, like, you know. There, there's probably like specific reasons why this planet is designed the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, why does it put Rick in this trance? Is it just aesthetics, or does it have like some kind of meaningful? There's like, something, and it looks it. beautiful, so it seems weird. Yeah. What is yeah. that weird crystal that's in the archway? Yeah. Like, is that the power source? See, I'm thinking maybe that's the diamond in his engagement ring that oh, he gave her, because it looks ooh, like yeah. it's a setting in a in a yeah, ring. Even. It does, like, yeah. It's cool, and it's got this diamond shape to it. Oh So man. he just looks at his engagement ring every time. What if he they shifts. have to change the storylines because we figured it out oh i hope not just like, like a lost like, thing so that <laughs> i want to be oh right right yeah. Jeff just Jensen give us got a story it. by credit we'll be fine yeah sure that. just yeah. give us a credit and yeah. some guild credits exactly. yeah. <laughs> or just you know like tell my parents that i'm not a complete failure a phone call to my parents will actually suffice <laughs> i mean it's not rocket science but i mean in, in in our minds and how we like the show that is a very interesting concept yeah you know it makes a lot of sense yeah knowing I, rick I hope that we do get, like, more information about Diane, because, like, these clues have been interesting, and I think, like, it wouldn't be contrary to Rick's character to find out more of why his marriage failed and why he's so skceptical of Beth and Jerry's marriage. Well, we all know it's the drinking. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's a huge part of it. that's clearly the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, yeah, the guy is super cynical in general. He doesn't uh, believe in anything other than or science. did whatever happened cause the yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, there's some theories. Maybe that, he was normal. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the things I've heard is that Rick's whole exploration of the of the multiverse, his portal gun, he invented after his marriage f fell apart, or that happened at the same time because he right, needed right. to escape <laughs> yeah, what he had yeah. currently. He had to get away from his problems by right. jumping through a portal. That would be yeah. an interesting, like if it, although he is the protagonist, just based on the point of view of the show, he has kind of a supervillain origin of like, what if he was just a normal scientist? that had an event that triggered this, like, break in him that made him kind of diabolical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the obvious thing is that alcohol ruined. I mean, that's more of an obvious yes, thing. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, that, that probably isn't what happened. It's yeah. probably really deep and disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, hopefully we see more of that deep and distur uh, disturbing history. But uh, thank you so much, uh, you two, for, for coming on the show again to chat about this. Oh, thanks Abed, for having me. Yeah. awesome to I, have I, you. I have a good time here, so thanks for having me back. Yeah, we have a great time, too. Uh, follow Abed on Twitter, at Abed G. You can follow Tommy Bechtold on Twitter, at Tommy Bechtold. Uh, and be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to our Rick Explained podcast feed so you can get early access to audio versions of all this stuff. And you can follow me, at EA Boss, on social, and follow New Rockstars on socials at New Rockstars. And make sure to subscribe to New Rockstars on Twitter, uh, on, on uh, YouTube as well, to uh, just be able to see everything that we're doing. And uh, keep an eye out for our breakdown of all the missing animation jokes that you might have overlooked this episode. And uh, we'll be back next week with our analysis of episode three. Thanks for watching, guys. And we leave you with uh, one of our favorite jokes from this episode. What in the hell are you doing? Parenting. That's not how I did it. Yeah, where's your daughter? Hey, you're right. She joined ISIS.